fans welcome back to fourth and inches of hudski podcast i'm trevor i'm jake and we're like Chaz michael michaels and jimmy mcelroy oh my gosh what's the name of that movie blades of glory yes it is yes i love you jimmy <laughs> i love you jimmy <laughs> underratedly decent movie it's pretty funny i liked it i don't know what it means but it's provocative and it gets the people going <laughs> yeah. give me some chicken <laughs> After five, after five miles, you get a Luna bar. Uh, so we're here to recap the Washington win over the Colorado Buffaloes, 27-13. I was in attendance. Thank you to Susan and Steve for those tickets. We had a blast. Um, it's a lot different going to the games. You can see everything that's going on, and I think I got a little bit of a deeper understanding um, of some of the strengths and weaknesses of this team. So I think that Jake Browning, uh, we can always start with the quarterback. Jake Browning uh, was, I would say, good, not great in this game. There's definitely times where he's missing open receivers, and that's, uh, that's tough. Um, I wish he was throwing with some more anticipation. He put a couple of his receivers in really bad spots, and they had to make some pretty spectacular catches. The Aaron Fuller catch that we're going to see for the rest of the year on highlight reels was a great catch, but he had to throw it back shoulder because he was about a second and a half late um, on that crossing route, and there was a guy on his front shoulder, so he had to throw it to that back shoulder in order to complete it. Of course, if he goes early, that's an easy catch, and he's, uh, you know, it's it doesn't make top 10, but it's also not a tough catch. Now, do you attribute that to being unfamiliar with the wide receiver core that he has right now. Do you think two years ago he would have made that throw to John Ross, knowing that John Ross was going to be there? Um, I, that's, I think that's kind of a Dante Pettis ish kind of catch. Uh, and maybe, and maybe Dante Pettis with his long arms and sort of like uh, probably a better athlete than, um, Aaron Fuller is, it probably doesn't look as acrobatic. Um, but he's had Aaron Fuller. Aaron Fuller's a junior, man. He's been with him for three years, and he's been a contributor. Um, I don't know why that is. He was under a little bit of duress, but still, that's only a snapshot of some of the the throws that he made that he made tougher than they needed to be. Another one that sticks out is the Terrell Bynum uh, on the first drive to, uh, to end that drive on third down. Yeah. Other than that, Jake was efficient. Um, my favorite mistake he made was when he threw the interception. He's the one that ended up making the tackle on, uh, I think he was a, he was a safety number seven. I'm spacing on his name, but he ended up pile driving him into the ground, which was actually really, really cool to see. I think he was a little, a little pissed off. He was, and he should have been, cause that was a chance for them to really, and this has been Washington's issue all year against teams they should beat is they had a chance to put him away. Uh, in a sense, they would have gone up. They would have gone up 20 to 10, I think, if they would have marched down and scored with a couple of minutes left. But that didn't happen. They allowed him to hang around, and we went in, you know, 14-13 and a half, which isn't what you want to see. Um, the defense did really stand up when uh, when they got the ball in the red zone. 
Yeah, it did. Um, th- and I feel like there was a couple of times that we could have put them away a little earlier. But, man, uh, it just seems like Colorado, just until the fourth quarter, just would not go away. And Colorado's a pretty good team. But a team like that ha- doesn't have a lot of business sticking around with us for a long time. Especially without uh, their best player. Especially, Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, so that was – it was kind of a, a, a stock Washington win where they're in pretty much control the whole game, uh, and they they kind of just sat on them, uh, kind of boiled them to death. Well, and don't get me wrong. Colorado was out without their best player, but so was Washington. Yeah, you're exactly right. What did you think about the uh, the stable of running backs behind Miles Gaskin that we're going to see in the next couple of years? You know, that's kind of a tough question to answer right now, honestly. I, I like Ahmed where he's at behind Gaskins because he's that nice change of pace back. He's the speedster, athletic running back to Gaskins being the smart, patient running back. But I just don't know if right now he can handle 25 snaps, you know. Or 25 carries. You know, it was funny. We're sitting there at the game, and, and he was being really patient, but he was bouncing everything outside in the first half. And my dad is like, well, I'm I'm interested. He never goes inside. Is that going to be something that – are you eating chips? <laughs> South Patch Kids, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm like fat. Doing it like, you're doing it like right next to the, <laughs> the microphone. I'm not. Sour Patch Kids? What are we, 12? I'm fat, okay? Don't judge me. Okay, but for real, I've had Sour Patch Kids within the last year as well. Yeah. I, but prior to this bag, I think I had some, uh, like, a week ago, so. Smart kid. Um, so, anyhow, my dad was saying, you know, oh, he uh, he keeps popping everything outside. And he must have heard him, because in the second half, he, uh, he cut things up the middle. Um, I think that Miles Gaskin is – we've talked about it. We've debated it. We've gone back and forth on whether he's the best, most talented, most important, whatever. Uh, Savon will be, I think, a step down when it comes to the reliability of Savon Ahmed. Um, however, the kid is explosive. He probably would have had more carries, but he ended up uh, doing the throat slash after that first touchdown. Yeah, that um, one hurt. Yeah, that was fun to watch uh, – Chris Peterson get into his chops a little bit and he didn't see the field a couple of series after that. Yeah. I, I think only Jake can get away with that in versus Oregon. And yeah, Jake didn't throat slash. He pointed at a guy. That is uh, a really what, cool. As, as soon as I saw Ahmed do that, I was like, Oh, he's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, as a Chris, uh, as a Chris Peterson player, <laughs> you gotta know better than that because you know that your ass is gonna get sad. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you were, I'm not gonna say that you were right about Sean McGrew because he didn't necessarily fall forward, but he definitely looked like the better running back out of uh, him and Kamari Pleasant. Yeah, I um, thought so too. There were many plays where Sean McGrew, he's not as, he's not the caliber of athlete as Savon, but he was a good tough runner he ran through the middle he took the yards that were given 
where Kamari Pleasant was really slow off of the block, and I thought that he was getting tackled way too easily. Yeah, uh, Kamari Pleasant, I don't think, is going to end up being that power back that you originally thought. It just seemed like every time he got touched, he just fell over. Right. So the receivers, um, I thought, did a pretty decent job of being open. Um I mean, there were some. There was a. There was a couple of drops. Ty Jones didn't have his best game I've ever seen him have. Um, Jake missed some open receivers. Drew Sample was about three steps ahead of a, a lineman that would a linebacker that would have given him about a thirty yard gain, and he he just out threw him. Um, um, it's it's still pretty much the Aaron Fuller Ty Jones show. Um, Bacelli had a a a, a fine game, um, but. Um, as much as I really like the kid, I'm, I'm wondering if we're seeing the end of the Chico McClatcher era. Man, I'm getting tired of watching that kid drop balls. You know, he actually had two fumbles. He fumbled on the, uh, the opening, op- opening kickoff. kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that, yeah, man, I mean, we, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause you know, we do the, uh, we pick against the spread and we're not actually betting, but I still want to beat the spread every time because I'm, like marking it down and if uh if McClatcher doesn't fumble twice into the end zone we beat the spread and we get another win under our belts that's twice he's done that to us this year it's brutal I don't trust him anymore I hope he gets his degree maybe he comes back next year and is fine but I think that the 2018 Chico McClatcher is not the Chico McClatcher I want to see I don't think we see a whole lot of him next year Especially with the kids that we have here, redshirting. Yeah. Um, gosh, what's the kid's name? Austin Osborne, Mike, Marcus Spiker. Marquis Spiker. Yeah, I think Marquis Spiker is slated to be better than Ty Jones. Well, and then you got Trey Lowe, who's kind of what they call the Chico role, which yeah, it's kind of hard to give Chico a role when you're saying that after his sophomore year. Yeah. Because it's really it's kind of the Jadon Mickens role. He's a slot guy that can that can come into the backfield. I would have taken Jadon over what Chico's doing. Jadon's also an NFL player now. I mean, he can play a little bit. Yeah, true. Um, so what did you see from your vantage point? You know, it was just a different kind of your thoughts on the game. You know, I really wish. I mean, we we kind of just went over it, but I, I really wish Ahmed wouldn't have done the throat slash because. With missing those couple of drives, dude ran the ball nine times for 73 yards and a touch. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good average. That's, that's, that's an 8.1 average. Yeah. That is stupid good numbers. Yeah. If he could, like, th- th- that would have been the game to, with, with Gaskins being out, that would have been the game for him to plant his seed into – a bigger role and he had to go ahead and do that thing and kind of lose, lose touches. He's you from know, the heart he streaks did... of Kirkland. So man, well, I'm, <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, like you said, um, I think, I think a lot of people are getting tired of watching Jake overthrow some guys, yeah. uh, the one where he missed the tight end was really frustrating because it was an, at a point in the game where things are really tight and Colorado is playing us tougher than a lot of us anticipated. 
and you watch Jake overthrow another receiver, and it's so hard not to get frustrated. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because you know how good uh, he, the potential he's shown, um, and it's not worth again. Everybody that thinks that everybody hates Jake Browning, we like Jake Browning. We just wish that he was a little more consistent in some of these tighter windows. Absolutely. I mean, I I feel like last I it, and I'm confused as to why people think that in the first place because all last week all we did was herald Jake Browning for how he stepped up in the Oregon game without his running backs. Right. So. I mean, it's not always going to be cupcakes and fairy tales, right? Every once in a while, I'm 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 allowed to get a little frustrated. I think. Yeah, and, and it's I mean, he still showed a lot of leadership. He had a couple of runs for first downs. Um, I I love the fact that he got pissed and and pile drive a guy. I think that's yeah. I think that's legitimate. I think that's what you're looking for out of a guy who, um, you know, he's he expects to win. He's he's a winner, uh, and he's a good player. But, I mean, he carried us to another win. Play a perfect game, you know? and that's okay. Yeah. I just feel like some of the balls just did not drop our way. You know, the the fumble Colorado had. That seemed on, like it was on the ground for about seven seconds. Holy, holy cow. Well, and then it, um, JoJo just flat whiffs on it. Yeah. You know, and then um, the Chico fumble that just – it, it leaves Chico's hands and just sprints for the back of the end zone. You know, you know, that was in the corner of the end zone. I couldn't see super well. So I thought he got in. No, I mean, I've never seen a football roll straighter than I did on that play. <laughs> it was incredible. You, I, we watched it like four times in a row. I was like, this ball does not turn at all. It's you know, a, you it's see a ground ball. Yeah, you see, you see a football fumbled, and it's taken lefts and rights and ups and downs. This thing is just beelining for the exit. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, but so the defense, uh, I think we need to come to the realization that they're not the same defense as a few years ago, and they're not going to get a shutout this year. Um, yeah. We they had their opportunity against BYU, who turned out to be terrible. And that's okay. It, we, they don't have to be the best defense Washington has ever put on the field. Um, Jordan Miller is not playing the way that Jordan Miller should be playing. He's the one that gave up that touchdown, and pretty much after that, you did not see him on the field for the rest of the game. Yeah, I think Peterson's a little irritated with uh, with the amount of deep balls Miller's been giving up. Yep, and so you uh, they, they put in – uh, Keith Taylor, they didn't take a lot of shots, but when they did at the corners, they went Taylor's way, and Taylor played really, really well. Yeah. I I don't imagine that Miller's going to get benched for much more than just versus Colorado. And we'll see. I think that a kid, Keith Taylor is pushing him because Keith Taylor is a really, really good, long-rangey cornerback, and he's the future of uh, of that He's going to be the next elite corner in this in this group of elite corners. Yeah. Um, I still believe in Jordan Miller. I think everybody still believes in Jordan Miller, but it is getting frustrating. Byron Murphy's given up more. I mean, he gave up one last week, and that's where the standard is, is our corners don't give up touchdowns. And 
they both have in the last few weeks, and that's that's tough. I, I, you almost wonder if it's eyes in the backfield looking for that interception. It could um, be. I don't. I don't think they ha- either. One of them has one this year, do they? Uh, I'd have to go look. Um, I think that each they might have one, or one of them might have one. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you with any sort of certainty. I just want. I start to think if maybe they're worried about their draft stock. They're not getting the interceptions. So the eyes start to go into the backfield. Trying to gamble a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're not, neither of them are getting a ton of opportunities. Everything against Washington is dink and dunk. Uh, They're not, I wouldn't say they're trying to exploit Miles Bryant, but that's the only, that inside receiver is the only one that's really getting a lot of touches uh, against them. And he's making tackles for the most part. Well, and, and what does Chris Peterson preach every time you see him getting interviewed? I just want them to do their job. Yeah. If they just do their job, we put them in position to, to succeed. So if they're not, that's when Miller gets burned for a long touchdown. When he's looking into the backfield, when all he should be doing is paying attention to where his receiver is. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, a couple other guys that really flashed uh, when watching is um, Levi Onwuzurike had a great game. He was in the backfield quite a bit. Um, he only and he ended up with three tackles. Um, and did he have a sack and and one sack? But there were other opportunities where he was getting um, quarterback hurries. Uh, he was getting uh he was disrupting the run game Uh, i thought he had a good game um but still people have figured out how to beat washington and that's just pound the rock up the middle Mm -hmm. um ben burkirvin we were wrong about him man he 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 it's designed for him to make a lot of tackles but he makes the tackles he he was all over the field there was two plays where he made one play on the north side of the field the next play, he made the tackle on the south side. He's all over the field all the time. He, he's the one that caused the fumble. He is what makes the Washington defense good. He got the interception late. I mean, <laughs> the guy is literally everywhere. Did you see the little running back he has in him, too? That uh, Yeah, that, he was making moves, man. Well, And he put, he put the stiff arm, laid the truck stick on one kid, and yeah. then pushed uh, Mom I thought... as he going to the ground. Hey, when we were watching that, I thought BBK was going to get hammered. Yeah. From the angle that it showed on the TV, it was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to blindside him. Oh, he laid the wood on him. Oh, my gosh. When Ben Burr turned around and the guy just fell over, I was like, oh, yes. Everybody in the crowd went, oh. Yeah. And they showed it again, and everybody again went, oh. Yeah. It was it was fun to watch him. Um but but like you said, man, Anmu Zarike uh, showed up in a big big way. Uh, he had two tackles for losses, man. On on top of the only sack that we had as a team, right. um, I think he is playing how I thought Potawai would play the whole time. Yeah, Benning was doing a really good job of of setting the edge where they were chunking their yards is kind of going up that middle. Um, and uh, uh, McMillan is his last name. Uh, he's a pretty good back. He's a transfer from uh, somewhere on the East Coast. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's tough. They just don't have the depth at uh, D line this year that they have in the past and that they will in the future. So right. but, it's just that season that we're just gonna have to suck suck up through it. And if you look at it, though, man, I mean, they scored the the touchdown they gave up was was bad. That was like the first drive, the first Colorado drive, yeah. and then they gave up a three to. Um, uh, because of Jake's interception, and then they gave up another three. The second half, they held him scoreless. Yeah. So, again, well, and, and that, that first – Good. That first seven shouldn't have been seven because the ball was literally in JoJo's hands. Oh, yeah, because the fumble, yep. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're so exactly they right. they shouldn't have even gotten seven there. Yeah, so we're nitpicking a little bit because the defensive effort was really good, and they really show how great they are coming out of the half and shutting teams down. Absolutely. That's the best thing about Coach Pete, man, that, that halftime adjustment, make that little bit of tweak in that defense and watch them play. Yeah, I give a lot of credit to Pete Kwiatkowski. Um Jimmy Lake, big Jimmy time, Lake, man. And then, of course, Chris Peterson. It's yeah. been a, a great, great plans. And um, I wanted to say Sefa Lufau. Um, Steven Montez was really, really frustrated in that second half. He couldn't get anything going. And he was taking yeah. a beating even after he was getting rid of the ball. <laughs> with, with how much, how good he – with that first touchdown throw he had – how nice of a throw that was and how he played in the first half yeah. and how Colorado played in the first half versus how they played in the second half, I would have gotten frustrated. It was, yeah. And what really started his frustration is um, BBK got there right after he made a throw and BBK lowered his shoulder right into Laid his the wood. And it was as legal as you can get and it looked painful. <laughs> and then the... Uh, he did the... Uh, down in the fourth quarter, they were starting to maybe put something together. Third and eight or so, he made a pretty good throw, and Miles Bryant came out of nowhere, knocked it out of the way, uh, and then walked about 15 yards to let Montez know about it. Montez yeah. totally lost his cool, got back in his face, came over to the sidelines where we were sitting, and threw his helmet against the bench. And I knew that was the end of the game. Yeah, well, and. It's funny because that I feel like that was in a little bit of a, a retaliation because uh, Colorado's D end got in Browning's face after he hurried Browning. Yeah, that, that earlier that in the short, game. Short, chubby little freshman. Yeah, yeah, that got was, up. I couldn't believe. I was like, "Get your finger out of this man!" It's the first draw, second draw. Yep, yep. Got in his face and was barking at him, and Browning laughed at him. What? What? I mean, the kid is smaller than him. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think maybe that was an retaliation to Montez, or it, uh, you know, what, what, um, who'd you say did it? Uh, Miles Bryant. What? Yeah, what Miles Bryant did to Montez was probably a little bit of retaliation, saying, "Hey, who got the better of who?" Yeah. You know, your guys barking in my quarterback's face. Now you're gonna go home a loser, and I'm gonna bark in yours. I love it. Um, he also laid the wood on the running back, met him in the hole, lifted him up, and pile drived him as well. Yeah, he had yep. a he had a really good game. Um, and and that was on a that was on a crucial play too. Yeah, it was. That was on yeah, a that was a third was down, like, wasn't it? I think it was a fourth and one, wasn't it? Uh, I couldn't tell. I thought it was third down, but you could be right. 
Um, so one other thing that I'll say that uh, the, the coaching staff's going to have to get creative uh, is Peyton Henry uh, had a pretty good game. Of course, you know, we're going to be frustrated because of the Oregon loss. He came back and, and did fine. He's got a, he doesn't have the leg to get it out of the end zone. So we're getting gashed. Uh, they're getting way too good a field position off of kickoffs. And they did, they directionally kicked one where it bounced up and they only got to like the 25, but we got to figure out a different, they got to figure out how they're going to cover kicks better because I mean, essentially that was a big reason why they ended up losing the Oregon game as well is they were starting their field position instead of at the 25, starting at the 45 and making it a lot easier to be perfect for less plays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than not getting touchbacks, I was very pleased with Peyton Henry. When it comes and to kicking field goals, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I I think he's got his confidence back, and I think he knows. I think he's a smart enough kid, and I think Coach Peterson's smart enough to say, you know, get in his ear and say, "Hey, man, one game in your entire career, don't let it, don't let up, mess up the rest." Yeah, you know. Yep. Get your head right. You're a good kicker. That's why you're playing D1 football. You're fine. Deal with it. Yeah. You know, so I don't see him being a problem the rest of the year. Awesome. He's not going to go. He's not going to go perfect, but he's going to be better than what we had last year. Oh, he was kicking. Yeah. He was kicking. He was kicking with confidence. He looked really good. Um, I'll take it every day. Absolutely. All right, you ready to put California to uh, Colorado to bed? Get to California. Yeah. All right, let's do it. I, I, can we put California to bed? We're about to. <laughs> okay. So they didn't take our advice, but they did start Chase Garbers against OSU, and they gave Oregon State the business, proving us that we don't know anything once again. Cal went. And I didn't pick. I picked Cal, and then I didn't. I know. You kind of tricked me, and then you went with Oregon State. I, um, well, I think because you tricked me. I, I, got, I got the magic. Yeah. So Oregon State coming off a bye at home. They got a Cal team that hasn't been playing well. They got a quarterback who doesn't know how to throw a football. Well, that didn't matter. They figured out that they have a kid that can throw the football in Chase Garbers. He had a big game, 234 yards with three touchdowns. Patrick Laird, 22 carries, 193 yards. Average 8.8 on the ground with another two touchdowns. And they ended up beating up the Beavs pretty good, forty-nine to seven. I mean, what did Ross Bowers do to piss off the coaching staff? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm a we we all know that this is a Bowers this is the Bowers Power Hour. So I just I mean, he took them to a bowl game last year. Mm, nope, they were five and seven. Dang it. I thought they. they t- he he, he made a bad team good, better, better. He was a good quarterback, <laughs> and he got to play. I think he played in the first two games in like a three quarterback cycle, and you haven't heard from him since. I would be so pissed. I mean, he's got to transfer out, right? Oh, he'll be gone. Why would you stay there if you're going to be disrespected like that? Yeah, I wonder where he's. I, just... I wonder if he ends up in the Pac-12. He could probably. He could go start for I, a bunch I, of different schools. I don't think so. I, I think California was the only school to give him an offer. Yeah, but in the pack. I think that 
if you look at the quarterback situations at some of these schools now. For who? Um, for who? Not not for Colorado. Not for Colorado. Not for Utah. Oregon State. Oregon State, absolutely. Um, do, do you want to start for Oregon State? Arizona State. No. Well, Randy Wilkins is a gone. Senior, isn't he? Yeah. He's a senior. I don't know what they have behind him. I don't either. Um, shoot, he should start for Cal. Yeah, I know. Anyhow, the Cal uh, Cal offense has not been good. Uh, they were good against one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life. Um, so what do we think about Cal's offense against Washington's defense? I see them really struggling. To, they're they're going to get shut out. Stop saying that. It no. I'm just... I, I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I just don't wine. You can't make that joke anymore. <laughs> I don't see them moving the ball all that well. I mean, um, you know, thankfully for them, they made the quarterback change, so they will move the ball a little bit. Um, offensively, I just don't. Who's the running back? Patrick Laird. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good running back. Uh, he's had a pretty good year so far, but. And I think if Cal's going to move the ball, like you said earlier, I think that's how they're going to move the ball against us, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think they're going to score. They'll probably score 10 to 13 points like Cal, uh, Colorado did. Um, I think Patrick Laird will, um, will, will, will rack up some yards. His yards per carry aren't going to be almost nine yards a, a run, but – I think he'll he'll end up around the century mark, but it'll probably take him 25, 30 carries to get there. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Chase Garbers, you know, he's never he's never seen a defense a defensive backfield like ours. Um, so I think that you're right; they're going to struggle. However, I'm done predicting shutouts. I just, I yeah, well, yeah, I don't think either one of us are going to. I mean, I just the only way that Cal's going to be a be able to move the ball is to run because, you know, Laird has almost 600 yards of, you know, rushing, uh, which is close to Gaskins, but their leading receiver has 300 yards. Yeah. That's not, so, well, that's, I mean, their quarterback has basically been a running back for most of the, most of the year too. But, but could, but couldn't get any yards. You know, he was running, but what did you say he had like two weeks ago, like 18 yards? Oh, yeah. I mean, their defense is – their offense is struggling. Um, I don't know if we know a ton about their receiving core, but this Wilcox coach team is not an offensive juggernaut by any means. No. Um, Their defense, on the other hand, is much improved from the Sonny Dykes era. Um, Granted, Oregon State had to drop back to pass a lot. But they ended up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sacks on the day, which yeah. is pretty good. But again, yeah, that's Oregon State having to drop back a lot, being down by forty-two points. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if I mean, I don't know if we had one sack last week. I don't know if we'd end up with seven sacks against Oregon State. Uh, yeah, and and we'll see. But uh, so some of the advanced stats have Washington's defense around the top ten. Um, around number seven or eight, um, they have Cal's defense around uh, twenty. So it's not yeah. a bad defense, which is, 
but which is a really offense, good defense. Our offense grinds, man. Yeah. So I'd well, and, and Gas Gaskins should be back for this week, um, which is really going to help because we're going to have our two headed monster back and and we're going to be able to run the ball again. Yeah. You know, I uh, they 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 let up 320 yards a game, about 150 each, 160 each. So they're giving up running plays, you know, they're giving up running yards. So I think that we're going to try to run the ball. I love it. All, that. All, they're going to try to run the ball all day. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't you, you know, make, make Cal, we're, it's here. It's in Cal. It's in Cal. So make Cal go out and beat you, you know? Yeah. Which they, they're not, frankly, they're not capable of doing. Um, no. This isn't a cakewalk. Um, but Washington, I think, in both of our opinions, should should win this um, necessarily not handily based on the scoreboard, but they should be in control of this game from uh, from the kickoff. Start to finish. Yeah, man. Totally. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. So we have uh, what happened last week in the Pac-12. Arizona um, Arizona's done. Bye-bye. Yeah, man. Well, uh, they're one game back. Like, tell me, what, you're you're tell me you're three and two. I'm two and three. Like, don't just say like, like congratulations, you're in first place. Like for once, shut up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, I'm not completely dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, but look at you got you got Oregon coming to town. Who's all? Mad? Have you heard Oregon fans complaining that they had to go to that Wazoo had to buy we? Yeah, pretty crazy. Holy cow! Shut up. Yep, that was uh, that's been that's been funny to listen to. We'll get to that. I'm saving that for last because it's just just beautiful. Um, yeah, I think Arizona's done. Uh, they should have beat UCLA, but they didn't. Um, yeah, but they're going to struggle, I think, to find more wins in, in the year. Um, Rhett yeah. Rodriguez is now under center. That's not a good thing for Arizona. Um, I mean, and UCLA are, looks are okay. Are you sure? UCLA looks okay. Yeah, they do. Um, thank God I picked them to finish second, right? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> you know what, though? This uh, Their game coming up, if they, if they win, they'll be tied. They'll be in the running for first place at, with, uh, with a – what would they be overall? They're two and five. They would be three and five. But they'd have three wins in the Pac-12. Yeah. What about your uh, Arizona State Sun Devils? Okay, so <laughs> Arizona State is now three and four on the season. You know how many points they've lost every single game by? Fifteen. Seven points. Whoa. Every single game they've lost by seven points. Wait, like they've lost by seven every week? How many points did or, they lose by to Washington? Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, there you go. Arizona State, seven. Stanford, seven. Their other loss, seven. Wow. Well, they only lose. They 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 either win or they lose by seven. They can't clutch it. No, and that's uh, you know there's a lot of blame kind of heaping down on Manny Wilkins. Um, he's been pretty inconsistent, a little a little too hyped up at some points, and it's really cost yeah. his group. So, um, 
stay tuned to what I think about Arizona State. I'd really still like to see them make a bowl game. Probably not going to happen. Oh, we'll see. Um, Utah looks like the favorite in the Pac-12 South now. Thank you very much. Um, they put a drubbing on USC, tried to let them, uh, gave them a 14-point spot, and then took it to them for the next 30 points. <laughs> so Here you go. Take these 14. We'll be right back. We'll, we'll just beat you anyways. <laughs> Tyler Huntley remembered how to run and then remembered that if he runs, he's a better quarterback. And it seems to be working out for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he, did, why he forgot that in the first place. But, it would be you know. nice if he would have just stuck with it, right? Yeah. Okay. Man, it's going to be fun to see them again in the Pac-12 championship, isn't it? I tell you what, we caught them at the right time the first time. We got to play a lot better if we're going to beat them the second time. We will. Uh, I, I am confident in that. I just saw a bowl prediction today that had um, us go into the Rose Bowl, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so the big one, the one that we all waited for, uh, Oregon traveling to the Palouse game day was out of control. Did you watch any of it? Uh, a little bit, yeah. That place was rocking. It was rocking for like five days prior. Dude, I, I had a co-worker. Didn't, uh, her and her family went. Didn't have tickets to the game and just went to be part of the Palouse experience, and they had a blast. Yeah, what does Martin Stadium hold? Like 35,000? Yeah, yep. And they had like 70,000 at, at game at day. game day. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was – I think that um, as, as a Husky fan, you know, you we have our own thoughts about Wazoo, but they that was probably the best – um, the best Pac-12 representation all year um, just for national publicity having that was probably the best game day that that crew has ever experienced. Probably. They loved it. They even said it on the broadcast. They wanted to go. Now, now what I didn't like was in the game – after Wazoo won, they said it was the best win of Wazoo's career. I heard that on the radio as I was driving home. I was like, hold on. That's not true. Not even close. No. No. Beat, like I, the number, what was Oregon? The number 12 team overall? Yeah. I mean, come on. That was, yeah. that was all like hyperbole <laughs> and like yeah. grandstanding. They were, they, were, they were in the moment. And yeah. And, and, and the fans rushed the field. After being a team for the fourth time in a row. Right. <laughs> you know, but when they said that, I was like, you have got, because there's a little bit of, of state love in there. And it's a little bit of, 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 you need to understand that Washington has done more than just been mediocre football teams for a long time. Right. We've, we've won, we've won nationals and, and we've, we've, we've played in a lot of Rose Bowls. So give us the respect that we deserve as a state. Don't say yeah. that beating Oregon. D- d- yeah, or the number twelve Oregon is the best win of their of their entire existence. Shut up. Okay, but like Shut, this hurts don't. for me to say, but Washington State has kept or, uh, Washington out of Rose Bowls. That yeah. those are bigger games. How about the fact that yes. they've gone to Rose Bowls? Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. That's it was a cool day. It was a cool weekend. 
it was not the biggest game in their career. No. It wasn't the no. top ten biggest game in their in their history. No. Who could forget was... what happened in nineteen thirty eight? Me? Me too. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if they were good. They had a football team though. Come on now. They did. They did. You're right. But I mean, I don't know. I, t- I will tell you one one guy I met said something about beating Oregon was the best thing of his career. He was on the Oregon State team in like 1944, 45, or 46. And because the war was going on, they played Oregon twice and beat them twice. He said that was the highlight of his football career. Yeah. I mean, I every time we beat Oregon, that's a new highlight. I guess, but come on now. Not, not a, It's not the greatest win of our existence. I tell you what, also. It means a lot more to Oregon to beat Washington, as you could see on how they acted when they beat us. That was <laughs> like Wazzy did Bowl when they beat game. Oregon. <laughs> yeah. And then they go out and lay it dead the next week. Thank you. But hold on. They were Boys. traveling. Hey, man. They were traveling. Hey, man. The team had a bye, so it's not their fault. Hey, I am so glad that Wazoo did not coog that game because they all, they tried. Oh, they did. And every, you know, the second half, like, I'm just like, Oh my don't God. Don't coog it. Don't coog it. <laughs> the announcer would have said, and Wazoo just coog. Oh it. yeah. Uh, it, I am so glad that they held on to that lead. Yeah. I liked the meme that I put out there of the two Spider-Man's pointing at each other. Like, yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Washington, Washington State fans rooting for the same team on Saturday we, night. That that literally happened to me. Me and me and my family went to the the infamous Arlington Bowley Alley, <laughs> which has which has like four lanes. Fine. Okay, so we went there to go drink beer and watch the game, and there was a Cougar fan, and I was wearing my Huskies gear, and we made eye contact, and at the same time we were like. Goku. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, did that just happen? <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is weird. Yeah, I gave, I was, uh, my dad and I went to Red Robin after the game. And man, you're really living it up. Well, yeah, he wouldn't let me submarine any of my cheese sticks. <laughs> Good for him. I was, he was like, no submarine. I was like, come on, dad. <laughs> Please. So um, there was, I can't remember what play it was, but it was in the second quarter. They made a stop or something, and I gave a big, like, big clap. And I kind of stopped. I was like, I'm in a public place wearing <laughs> purple, and I just clapped for the for the Huskies or for the Cougs. Then I got up to go to the bathroom, and this older guy who was behind me with his wife grabs me by the arm as I'm walking by, and he just kind of, like, in his gr- gravelly voice goes, hope they don't Coug it. I was like, amen, brother. <laughs> brother. It was awesome. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The guy's wrong when, when he said that it that's the best win of Wazoo's career. But as long as I can remember, for me, it's the most satisfying win I've ever watched Wazoo get. Oh, oh, as a Husky fan, absolutely. Uh, yes. It, it was so gratifying watching that game. It's been, it's been a treat, like a culmination of four years of utter wazoo dominance over Oregon. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. But so the the big reason why is that gives Washington they're back in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny when it comes to getting to the Pac-12 championship. And that's what matters. Well, yeah, because without that Oregon holds the tie break and 
it's essentially a two game lead and, and we don't need that. We, we now, we have the same amount of law. Uh, we have, uh, we are a game up on them, but since they hold the tie break, it's like two games. So now we have one loss. They have two. We're in good shape. We're in the driver's seat. If we take care of business, we end up in the PAC 12 championship and they end up in the cheese it bowl. Cheese it's Hey man, cheese it's are good. They are good. And maybe a big bowl of them would be fantastic. I can dig it. Cool. Um, so, fact or fiction, Trev? Deal. That fourth down touchdown Jake threw to Aaron Fuller for what? Forty-seven yards? Uh, less than 47? that, but it was very cool. 20, Twenty-seven yards. Is the play of the season? Fiction. To to, what is the play of the season? Uh, to be determined. No, the play of the season so far. Mm. Now think about that. Because Colorado really had a chance to win that game had that throw and catch gone not gone to the touch, to the end zone happened. Which would have ended this season. And any hope of going to the Rose Bowl. Let's see here. Play of the year. That is a tough that's tough to say um trying to think so there had to be yeah it probably was i mean it was it was a really cool play and a really and i can't remember back to like the close utah win or the arizona state win or even the ucla win so i'm gonna say fact just because i can't think of anything else all I'm thinking of is like the negatives of how they lost games right now. I'm upset. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so I have a question, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way. They will. Okay, probably. So after making it to the 2016 college football playoff, right after we lose to Alabama – if I told you Jake won't lead us to another rose or won't won't lead us to a rose bowl appearance, would you consider his career a bust? Um no. Because I look at um the Fiesta Bowl last year was essentially the Rose Bowl because it was a pack a Pac-12 team versus a Big Ten team and the Rose Bowl was being used in the Pac twelve uh in the college football playoff so he sort of did without actually doing it um i can't say his career is a bust because of all of the great all of the wins that we've celebrated with him under center um but i would honestly have a little bit of a like a sour not sour but i would be really disappointed if his only major bowl win was a heart of dallas bowl for zaxby's which apparently is fried chicken uh, against like Southern Mississippi, I'd like to see him win a big game versus a blue bud marquee matchup. Yeah, the only reason I would say yes to his career being a bust to that question is because that means that he didn't win a Pac-12 championship since 2016. You know? Since 2016, yeah. yeah. And this is, yeah, my, my hypothetical question is right after we make it to the college football playoff, you know. You don't, you don't go to another Rose Bowl. 
It's because you didn't want another Pac-12 championship. You know, um, honestly, man, that'd be my thing. I mean, look at where we were and look at where we're going. We're competing for the Pac-12 North championship every year after not competing since like 2000. So, yeah, I mean, I can't say well, he's a bu- I can't say he's a bust. Um, there's some games that I hope he plays better in. I wished he played better in. And I think if we had a different quarterback, we'd be having a different season right now. And that's just because one of the best, if Jacob Eason was at Georgia right now, he'd be starting because Jake Fromm is falling apart. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like what's coming. What could have been if, if Eason would have signed with us out of high school. Um, but no, I think he's been very successful and it wouldn't be a bust. However, I'd like to see him win the Pac-12 championship this year. Yeah, I, I totally would. Um, and I agree with you, honestly, I do. I don't think that it would be a bust. I think, like you said, the things that he, where he and Miles Gaskins, I give them 99% of the credit for where this program has gone from when they got here. Because of the turnaround that coincides with them getting here. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, though. You know, I have them every once in a while. Yeah. All right. Top three, bottom three. Dog breeds. I mean, you know my number one. I do. Can I say it, or do you want to say it? Or do you want to say it the same? Uh, I mean, I'll save it for laughs. How about that? And then you can say it. Um, I just have to say number three is Yorkie Poo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. Um, number three, I'm gonna have to say German Shepherd. Really? Yeah, man, I love me some German Shepherds. I mean, I could. I mean, that's a tough question because I like, I like Rottweilers. I like Dobermans. Uh, uh, Great Danes. That's, I mean, that's a tough question. That's why I asked. We're gonna have, I know. Okay. Three German Shepherd, two Husky, because I had one when I was a kid, and obviously the Huskies. Uh, and actually, mine was a Malamute, but you know, I think so. Is different story for Yes, correct. And what is my number one, Trev? Boxer. Yes. I've had them for like the last. 15 years and they're the best dogs in the world yeah i remember your old dog when we were in college would come in when we were laying on the couches at your parents house you go run 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 yeah <laughs> dude boxers are by by far my favorite dog i mean it's not even close i'll always have boxers and what is your bottom three dogs i'm immediately going with my least favorite a poodle okay standard or toy hate- does it matter Poodles. Okay. Uh, probably a Dalmatian because they're so hyper. Okay. And then uh, Golden Retrievers. What? <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. People are leaving. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, my gosh. We're going to lose so <laughs> many listeners. Uh, I said that because of you. Don't listen to him, Shoelace. Uh, You're the best. <laughs> uh, number three is probably going to be like a chihuahua or like some kind of dropkick dog. Cool. 
my top three um i love uh, i love huskies those are great dogs my brother-in-law has one he's a great dog we had one i don't really remember her super duper much um two are boxers because i've never met a boxer that hasn't been awesome uh and then number one is uh, a lab you don't have a golden retriever on there i mean lab did you have don't you have a golden retriever right now no he's a lab oh is he yeah we've never had golden dang it God, that's I would have said lab in my bottom three if I'd remembered that. It would have made me cry. I, I'm glad you didn't. I I could have swore Edgar was a retriever. Dude, Edgar's a lab and then who knows what else. Okay. Um so no, lab's definitely number one, all colors. Um, they're all the greatest. I've never not had a lab. Uh and I never won't have a lab. Um my bottom three, uh Chihuahua is the number one on the bottom list uh my wife's ex aunt had a chihuahua that growled at edgar and made him pee all over the carpet um (laughs) i don't like uh um i don't want to say that that'll hurt some feelings um what what were you gonna say cockerpoos who has a cockerpoo uh it doesn't matter Okay. Your wife? No. <laughs> um, he he's yeah. Uh, one of my family members has one, and he's a little he's a little punk. He, if you go to pet him, he just rolls over and pees everywhere. Yeah, dude, it's a dropkick dog. Yeah, like they're the worst. Yep. And then, um, and I guess I'm not a big fan of the German Shepherd because I don't like the the back. It, the way that they walk with their back leaning backwards makes me like makes makes me hurt. Yeah, they're hit. They have bad hips. Dude. Yeah, so I feel bad for them. Uh, they're not my least favorite. It would just be another dropkick dog. I mean, t- Pomeranian, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I've met some yeah, nice any, Pomeranians. So though. any any like my bottom three favorite dogs is any dog that I, I'm when I'm walking through a parking lot is yipping at me through their their car window <laughs> or ron swan what ron swanson says <laughs> any dog that's up under 50 pounds is a cat and cats are pointless <laughs> it's such a true statement all right you ready to get some picks in let's get some picks. you ready for your pick update oh man i think he took the lead no i tied you though you little punk he did i did <laughs> oh whoa whoa yeah, name we calling are now both don't call me one caller <laughs> <laughs> I was messed up. Uh, we're... He, I didn't. I, when did I call you white call? You just did, didn't you? No, I, I said what? I said no name calling. Oh, I heard white collar. <laughs> you were ragging on me. Oh, I get my workout every day at work, and I'm a teacher, so I have to go for a jog and hate it. And you literally said I don't run outside. Yep, but I did, and it was dark and cold. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, we're now. I don't. Both... I don't work outside, and I don't run outside. I'm an indoor cat now. <laughs> yeah, and you're pointless. Yeah. Uh, so we're both thirty and twenty-seven on the year. Uh, we picked the same all the way down the line, except I picked. Um... Who did I pick that I beat you with? I don't know. Uh, I changed my pick right before. Oh, the Stanford pick. Everything else we picked the same. Um, yeah, man, I should have left my one pick. 
Yeah, yeah, you should have. I was marking it down and everything. Um, Mm. Okay, so first up, we got on Friday at 7.30, we got number 23, Utah, traveling to UCLA. UCLA, uh, Utah is favored by 10. What do you got, Jake? I'm going to take Utah. I don't want to. I want to take UCLA because I think UCLA has been playing a lot better, but so has Utah. Yeah, yep. I also have Utah as well. They're not going to be able to keep up with Tyler Huntley, and that defense is playing pretty well. And then we don't know if Doris Thomas Robinson is going to play at all. Oh, really? Is he hurt? Uh, Yes. Uh, Concussion protocol? Uh, No, that might be JT Daniels. I don't know. He got knocked out early in the game, and Wilton Spate uh, played pretty good in the second half. I mean, Wilton Spate's a pretty good quarterback. I thought he should have been starting the year. Yeah, and Doris Thomas Robinson has really come on after Chip Kelly probably told him to tell his dad to shut up. Yeah. Um, then we have Oregon State traveling to Colorado. Uh, Colorado is a 23-and-a-half point favorite. Holy cow. I know. Um, what did Cal just beat Oregon State by? 49-7. to seven. Okay, I'm going to take Colorado. Dang it, me too. All right. Then we got ASU traveling to USC. USC is a six and a half point favorite. USC. All right. I don't think Arizona State's going to win another Pac-12 game. Well, that's where you're wrong because, well, they still might. They still might uh, not, but I'm picking them to cover the spread. So we got one that's different so far. Then we got WSU. Okay, so check this out. WSU, number 14 in the land, is traveling to number 24, Stanford. What time is it played and what network? Well, I'll tell you the time. It's playing at 4 o'clock. What network do you think it should be on? ABC. What is it on? Pac-12 Network. You're exactly right. Wow. Yeah. But don't worry. At four, uh, I guess there must be a different game on. SC is on. Uh, SC Arizona State is on ABC at twelve thirty. Oh God! Why? Are you kidding me? Oh, I hate you, California as much as I hate the East Coast. It's seriously the ridiculous. only reason it is because it's the brand of SC. It's it's SC Arizona State in the battle for like number three overall in the Pac twelve South. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. I don't, whatever. I don't care. After Wazoo just goes out and has the greatest showing on College Game Day in its history. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Like, you just welcomed the nation to the crazy people of Wazoo. And then you stick yeah. them back on Pac-12 Network like it's 2006. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, uh, Stanford's favored by three. What do you got? You take Wazoo? Uh, we are of one mind. Look at that. Next, we got number 19, Oregon, traveling to your Pac-12 South champion, Arizona. Oregon is favored by nine and a half. I'm going to take Oregon. I'm tired of picking Arizona. Yeah, I am as well, because Arizona is a garbage fire. Yeah, they are. Homeboy literally might not make it out of this year. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of listening to something else, and they were saying that 
the what's gonna what's saving his job for the rest of the year is that they don't have a school president and they have an athletic director who's due. Um, and the only reason he was hired there is because he's a former player. Yeah, it's Lynn Swan. So, uh, you know, Lynn Swan is their athletic director. Yeah, really? Yeah, he's been it since. Uh, I don't remember the old Pat Hayden was the president, wasn't he? Yeah. So I don't remember who their athletic director was, but they're really bad at hiring coaches. So, whatever. Yeah. All right. So the last game of wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? I don't remember. What did I say? They're really bad at hiring coaches. At SC. Oh yeah. Who'd you, what do you think I said? Sorry. I still have ASU on the brain. Dude, perfect hiring Harm Edwards. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. All right, now we got Washington traveling. Number fifteen, Washington traveling to Cal to play the Bears. Uh, it's at three thirty on FS1. And Washington is favored by 12 points. Have we disagreed on a single one so far? Yeah. We disagreed on the ASU-SC. Okay. So that's going to be the only one that we disagree on then. So you're taking UW? Yes. Me too. That's why we do this podcast. However, Washington has not been great at beating the spread. No, they have not. It's really frustrating. They own, I think they've only beat the spread once this year. It's been really frustrating. So they beat it versus BYU or did they? I don't think they did. Oh, yes, they did. That was a 17 point spread. And what did we beat them by? I don't know. Whatever. We're not going to do that. Okay. It takes too long. Um, let's see here. Who is your defensive MVP of the Washington Cal game? Spoiler alert. Mine is changing. Back to Greg Gaines? No. <laughs> Okay. Cause you didn't pick you, you didn't pick Greg Gaines last week, did you? Did I not? Did you? I thought I did. Oh, okay. Um defensive MVP. I mean let's just take BBK out of the equation. I think we should yeah. just because it's almost unfair. Who else is going to be good other than BBK? You know who you know what I'm gonna say? I'm worried you're about to take mine. But keep going. I'm, I'm gonna say Jordan Miller. Oh, bounce back! <laughs> bounce back game, baby. Let's go. Um, I'm going with Levi Onwazurike. Oh my god, I almost picked him. I know. That's what I thought you were gonna do. <laughs> I thought about it. And then, who's your offensive MVP? Chico. Mc... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, man. No. Um. Offensive, man. Uh, I'm going to – hey, so before I say this, I heard a little rumor that Hunter Bryant could possibly be back this week. Oh, I'd like that rumor. Yeah, that'd be that'd be real nice. I heard that they might break him in a little slowly or not even this week at all because it's Cal and they're not worried. Well, I mean, you can play him in four games. This isn't one of the yeah. games. Yeah. Um. Did the new redshirt rule not apply to him? No, it does. Because he burned. I thought it didn't because he burned a year before that new rule came into effect. No, he was a true freshman last year. Mm, okay. Um. How many games do we have left this, after this? Four. 
yeah, but you also got to think the conference championship. And the but if game. he's healthy and if he's good, if he's 100%, they're not going to worry Play about him. his red shirt. Because yeah, in all for reality, sure. if he has a great year next year, he is gone. For sure. Um, I'm going to say Miles Gaskin's going to come back in a big way. Yeah, that's a good call. I think he'll probably get to 100 yards and probably a touchdown or two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Ty Jones is going to break out of his little funk. He's not going to drop a ball over the middle again and make me scream. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go he, – he'll have 80 yards and two touchdowns. Whoa. Yep. Big game. Yep. Big game for him. He, he has been in a little bit of a funk the last two games, and it'd be nice to see him come back in a big way. Just a little bit of the drop season. I'd like to see that change. Yeah, that one across the middle in the first quarter really hurt. Yeah, it did. All right, Husky fans, thanks for listening to Fourth and Inches of Husky Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>